0: This may not be what the creators intended, but like, it can't be an accident that this is in there.
1: Look, I remember it fondly because it had dinosaurs, <laughs> but I remember it unfondly for every other reason. The Black
0: Donnelly's is pure gold and you guys are wrong. Joey ice cream uh, for president. I'm just saying that selfie belongs in the Criterion collection. Is it working? Uh,
1: <laughs> uh,
0: no, never, <laughs> never has anything worked for me in my life, Ronnie. <laughs>
2: Welcome to Ending Pending, the firefly podcast where we discuss the fireflies which only lasted a single firefly.
1: I'm your host, Andy. I'm the vision of director Brian Fuller, and I'm Evan.
0: I traveled out to the inky black nothingness of space and all i got was this t-shirt and a desire to kill and i'm ronnie
2: as you can tell by those introductions ending pending is a firefly where we discuss fireflies we're currently discussing discussing firefly before we get into that evan has a bit for us and before evan's bit i want to say that i compared that episode to hannibal and evan very indignantly said that wasn't nearly as artistic or cool as hannibal but he made a Brian Fuller reference so i was right and he was mean. Uh, Evan, what's your bet?
1: I don't think i was that mean about it. You were I all think mean you're about remembering it. it meaner than it was cuz you're grumpy, which tensions are high. Like, I'm going
0: to i'm going to let me yeah. hey hey listeners, i'm going to i'm going to step aside from from the from the other folks here. Tensions are high over in the Andy Evan household. <laughs> so like the energy might be uh different. I don't i'm not going to say bad. It might be different. But just know that mom and dad are fighting. And it, not mom and dad are not fighting. I don't mean it
3: like
1: that. No, we're not it's, fighting. We're, we're, not just both, we're, just we're, we're just both kind of miserable. We love each other very much. We we're just, other mom very much. mom we're both... and dad are fighting in the sense that dad
0: is Andy and Evan, and mom is th- just being over, over 30 and in a, a capitalist hellscape.
1: Yeah. We're just grumpy. Sorry. sorry. But, um the the bit the bit i'm responsible for the bit um so we we this probably was in the part that was cut out but we were doing a little you got a star trek in my firefly <laughs> you got a firefly in my star trek so um the only bit i could come up with was star wars related which is not i guess there's a there is a closer relationship between star wars and firefly than between star trek and firefly so i'll give that to myself but uh You know how in Star Wars, every single planet in Star Wars is defined by uh, a single climate zone and Mm -hmm. uh, a single topography? Like, there's Swamp Planet and there's... Mm ice planet, and there's desert planet, and there's there's many desert planets, actually. There's just a whole slew of them. So many desert planets. There's so many suns!
0: All these yeah. suns draining up all the water, making all these desert planets.
1: Yeah, and there's even, like, a city planet, and then there's, like, a casino <laughs> planet. And that's not even topographical features. That's just, like, <laughs> that's, like, man-made. There's, like, a city planet and a casino right. planet. You, you know, know, the casino biome. Yeah. The casino biome. Um, so, uh, what type of planet are you from? What is the defining feature of the planet that you're from? And also what's it called? You don't have to give your planet an exact name, but you got to get in the, the ballpark. Sure. You know, you got to say like, oh, it's named after it's discoverer or it's, right. it's got one of those, uh, um, complicated alien names with some clicking noises in it or mm-hmm. like it's, uh, named like a comet, and it's HB four two eight seven three C or something. So
2: I have pretty frequently joked. Um, there are a lot of queer characters in the Star Wars like books and comics and novels and and whatnot. Uh, but for whatever reason, whenever there's a camera on, all the all the <laughs> faggots disappear. They all just run off to the Brunch Planet. Uh, to get half-priced mimosas, just whenever a camera's on, there's half-priced sure. mimosas at at uh, Planet Planet Queerville, uh-huh. and all 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 the the dykes and fags run away, and uh,
0: they're scared of the subsidized cameras. by the Disney company. You have to imagine that they're yeah. like, hey, hey, hey get up. let's let's uh, go over this way. Uh, it's like, oh, Doctor Offer,
2: you just missed her. She was gonna be mm-hmm. here, but uh, she heard about. Half Price Mimosas. Oh. Mm-hmm. Synjia Rath Oh yeah, he's over at he's with all the other ones. He's with all the other queers over at Half Price Mimosa Planet. Pay no so. attention
0: to the JJ J. Abrams behind the curtain. Just just go just go get some eggs and, and some uh some waffles.
2: Yep. So that's the <coughs> that's the planet where I would be. I would be on, on the, the queer cl- planet.
1: The Club Med planet. Yeah. Sandals mm-hmm. resort planet.
2: No, Club Med's gayer than Sandals. Yeah. Uh, that's where I would be. I would be with all the other queers and I'd never get to be on camera.
0: (laughs) I re I, I, I know that the last time that we did a bit, I, I gave a musical theater answer, but like, that that's what that's what that's what you signed up for that's what you did it, that's my your planet, brand ronnie my, that's your my whole planet brand. yeah it's my it's my it's my whole it's my whole shties. uh my planet is just a very busby berkeley like golden age musical planet where if if anyone were to come to that planet off world it would be the like modern uh what, what schmigadoon Shm, like whatever that that uh, uh apple tv thing was where it's like why is everybody speaking in song that's just what we do we just we mm-hmm. just do things in in choreographed numbers with big uh bob fossy uh jazz hands and uh and sing ballads and and showstoppers and it would be i it it, it would be also easy to to go in a sondheim direction but I will uh for this moment and this moment only give credit to it's probably called like R- R- Roger's Hammerstein 7 or something like that um R- R- Ham- Hammer Roger Hammer Rogers H- Hammer Hammer Rogers sounds like a planet that's what I'm going with um and well, we Obi-Wan's home planet is called John, so Studio, yeah, well, then that's 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 what we're going uh, with, And it's just wall to wall. I mean, I, I might I might say might might have some competition over at the brunch planet. Yeah, over, all things being equal.
1: They're in the same uh, system, you know, they're oh, they, for sure. They're around yeah. the same sun. They're and in the it's
3: pink.
0: They're in the unknown regions. You stop at the brunch planet before the matinee, which is <laughs> basically any
1: time it is noon on Roger Hammer's. Um, you guys went way more specific than me. I I'm definitely just from a swamp planet. Wet wet all the time, swamp Ugh. planet. And it's definitely got a name uh based on the region and uh uh like the telescope index card that they recorded it on. So it's a swamp mm-hmm. planet named like Planet Grombola. <laughs> I was thinking more like G fourteen dash A or something like that. You that's know.
2: a Star Trek ass planet
1: name. Uh, I feel well, that's like that's how in that's how that that's how in um, you know, like actual real life they name planets. They just give them boring names. Yeah, like... that's lame. All right, I I'll give it, it. I'll give it. Would... it a, I'll give it a name. I'll give it a name like, like. Epsilon dash G or something like that, and it's uh, you know it's got a name, but like it's got a name that's like the sun that it orbits around, and then like the planets are A B C D E F G or whatever. I, I'm gonna call. I'm, I
0: just oop, oh, look at me! I've just landed on your planet, and I'm I'm I've stuck in I've stuck the Rogersham flag in it, and it's I've claimed this planet in the name of mine, and I've just called it uh, K three R M one T which is it just if you, if you type kermit it's kermit yeah i called it kermit. kermit planet kermit
1: planet kermit and that's the, fine with me i i live on planet kermit because i'm definitely
0: for, for a second there i was definitely thinking a dagobah as planet but that's just so dank and so like yeah. mm. but if i think about a kermit swamp that's a that's a fun that's a fun swamp yeah. i could get down with that
2: swamp sounds delightful,
1: yeah mm-hmm. I'm from Maryland. It's very moist here. Mm-hmm. It's very swampy. Oof. Oof. I was trying to think of
0: how you could make swamp ass into a planet name, and I, all, I couldn't get there. All our grumbolas
2: be damp here. Yeah, that's Oof. the bit between your your front genital <coughs> bits and your your back genital bits. The grumbola.
0: I've never called it a grum. I've that's... called it many things. I've never called yeah. it a grombola. That's, that's true.
2: No, that's, that's empirical like that. science. We called, it that's called. We called it a grundle. We called it a grundola. A grundle? Here. No, yeah. we call it a grombola.
0: Hmm. I feel like this from? is this is not a regional thing. This is literally whatever that's high school from, you went to. That's
2: that's from the playground. That's from yeah. that's from the high school youth yeah. group playground. Right. That is. I yeah.
0: feel like you can ask it. five different school districts and get five different answers yeah. of what that is called.
2: <laughs> What's that called? That's called the Grombola. I get sweaty. What's your fun name for the taint? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's, that's next week's bit tune
2: in <laughs> <laughs> tune in for next week A little preview uh the big reveal will be what evan's uh friends called right. the tank
0: i didn't have any friends so. oh. <laughs> oh oh
2: no you got friends now
0: yeah you know who's got friends uh mal reynolds and and everybody on on the serenity
2: yeah let's talk about the episode we watched two episodes uh in our official ordering, we're calling them episodes three and four. They are uh, uh, fucking Objects in Space, I think, and Shindig? Did I get I think the names it's right? Bushwhacked? Bushwhacked, sorry. Objects in Space yeah. is a later one. Yes, you're correct. It's Bushwhacked and then Shindig. Bushwhacked is uh, my least favorite episode. I don't really like this episode very much. Interesting. Uh, but there are some great bits in it. Uh, it opens uh-huh. up with the gang playing like. Uh, kind of like a weird pickup game of basketball in the cargo hold and they get an alarm that they've come across, uh, a, a, another ship in space. So they go to investigate as they're coming in, they, uh, kerplunk against a dead body and they, uh, they attach, they board. While investigating, it's clear that whoever was on this ship, like, left in a hurry very immediately. (coughs) There are no signs of a struggle. There's no signs of violence. Everyone's very confused. They finally get into the cargo hold where the most valuable items would be. And there is a fortune of, like, colony supplies. So they're like, this is fucking nuts. So they go to start pulling the supplies onto Serenity and River comes over, and she points at the ceiling, and there is a uh, Hannibal-ass corpse tree hanging from it. And uh, they decide to bury the the bodies, and uh, they find a survivor, and they take him onto Serenity, and they drug him up so he uh, will calm his ass down because he's freaking the fuck out. And then the cops show up. And there's a great interrogation scene. And it turns out the cops are like, you guys did that war crime. And Mal is like, "No, we didn't. And the head cop is like, we found that victim in your med bay. And he he was all fucked up. He was all he'd been cutting on himself or you'd been cutting on him. you had been torturing Mm -hmm. him. And you clearly did this. And Mal was like, no, he was fine when we put him in that med bay. He must have done it to himself. He probably thinks he's a reaver now. So they go and Mal and the cop have an adventure and they kill the dude. And the cop is like, you guys are free to go because this is frontier justice. And that's (laughs) the episode. Shindig, they head back to Persephone, which is where they picked up Book and Simon and River. And Badger is there and he's like, Oi, I'm Badger, and I've got a job for ya. And Mal is like, we didn't get along, Badger. And Badger's like, oh, I need you because you're, res- uh, you're a respectable criminal. Uh, And Mal is like, all right, I'll do it. So he takes the job, and they have to go to a fancy party and talk to a fancy man and convince him to give them their goods. Uh, Mal takes Kaylee along to be his date and kind of like, oh, <coughs> date uh, in like a platonic sense not in a romantic sense because Mal only has eyes for Inara who is also there with one of her clients he's a real uh, a real dickhead um, at the party Mal punches him in the face and the guy accepts and Mal's like what do you mean and the guy's like we have to duel each other with swords now and Mal is like I don't fucking know how to do that so Inara's like I'll teach you but she teaches him how to use a sword. Uh, the guy who they want the job from happens to hate this dickhead. So he's like, hey, if you survive, you'll get my business. And uh Badger is like, Oh, you can't rescue your captain because I work here. So we all have to stay on the ship. To the rest of the crew. And uh Mount wins the duel and uh takes a couple extra stabs at the dickhead and they get the cargo and it's a bunch of cows, and uh, this is a great episode. I love Shindig. The end.
0: The end. Uh, we watched two episodes of Firefly, and you know I gotta ask it. Hey, Evan. Yes, Ronnie. These two episodes of Firefly, did they work for you? Uh.
1: Gonna say, yeah, I thought they were okay. I think this is about as far as I got last time when I initially watched Firefly. Um, these episodes didn't like wow me, but I didn't like hate them either. So, yeah, Uh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, that works. That works.
0: That works. Hey, Andy, that's me, Ronnie. These three episodes of firefly did they work for you
2: they did i think i mentioned that bushwhacked is like my least favorite episode but after having not watched it for like five years uh there was some good stuff in there that i had completely forgotten about so uh that was really fun um and i love shindig so
3: yeah these balances out hey ronnie hey yeah Hey Ronnie! Yeah, did these four episodes from the TV go fire fly fly into your
1: brain? Butts. <laughs> also, uh, are we evaluating all four, or are we only evaluating the two? It's just the two. Yeah, I, the two. four. To, was, yeah. That your, was that your prank? Was that you said no? I, I,
2: I wanted to see what you would say if I said the wrong number. Like, okay. like, like, would you ask if the four chicken nuggets he ate worked or something? Oh gosh,
0: this, yeah, this, this like foray into Andy's mind is always like my favorite part of the podcast. <laughs>
2: We should play all of these bits for my therapist and see if she can figure out what the fuck is wrong with me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, These two episodes did work for me. I enjoyed these both very much. Did they fly Um, into your brain? They did fly into my brain um, and luckily into my notes app because that old brain ain't ain't what it used to be. Uh, Yeah.
1: But uh, but yeah, both of them worked for me. I realized it sounded kind of cruel when you said my brain's not good and I went, "Yeah, I was I was I was saying that in a that I'm so relatable, so relatable kind of I, I a way. Fu- not I, a you're a not a you're an idiot, Ronnie, but a, I, I fully, also I also have a leaky brain."
0: I way. fully took that as okay. a, a same boat comment, but I okay. love the idea of you just being like, "Yeah, fucking Ronnie, can't <laughs> <laughs> can't remember shit, at dumbass." <laughs> um my brain
2: is literally just spaghetti. It, it's yeah. been fully replaced with just wet, juicy noodles. Yeah. Uh I, I Are we talking about what we love? Yeah. I got to start with the interrogation scene. I just I love it so much. Like I know it's a classic trope of like you jump from interrogation to interrogation and mm-hmm. the crew Reveal something about themselves. Um, it reminds me very much of that very famous X factor issue of uh, the therapy issue where they're, they're all in therapy. Um, it just fucking slaps. It's so good. Like every crew member gets a phenomenal moment to shine in that scene. And like if someone had never, ever heard of firefly before and you just showed them that scene, they would know who every single one of those
3: characters is.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, that it, it was well done. And it, it kind of um, both showcased like a like not only their own like sense of self, but their like relationship to the Alliance and also kind of like showcased the Alliance as like a bit bumbling because this is this is what they were able to get out of their interrogation, which is nothing helpful whatsoever.
2: I... I think Jane sometimes gets, like, mischaracterized by the fandom as only being, like, a dumb, like, brute. And then it kind of becomes, like, why does Mal keep him around? Like, why does the crew, like, tolerate him at all? Because he's such a, like, big, dumb idiot who's not good for anything. But I think this scene kind of highlights, like, what Jane's strengths are. Like, he doesn't just... He fucking doesn't say anything, the the whole mm-hmm. scene. And it's great. It's really funny. Right. Um, like, it's a funny bit, but it also is like, oh, no, Jane is kind of a, a, a big dumb idiot, but he is also a badass and he will fuck your shit up. Mm hmm. And like Kaylee yelling about the ship is funny and wash mm-hmm. talking about his warrior woman wife is really funny. <laughs> and uh yeah, it's just good stuff. It's very good stuff. Um, I I've suddenly forgotten. Wash's wife's name, Zoe. Zoe, thank you. Yeah. Zoe, just like going full military, like she is back in the war. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, like name, rank, serial number. It's good. It's good shit.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I liked that interrogation scene. Also, I will, without without. Being negative, I don't know that it fit with the tone of the rest of the yeah. Episode. The, the episode is very tonally all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we can talk more about that. But I also like the interrogation scene At, by itself as a scene. I do think it was good.
2: Yeah, uh, we were watching it with housemate Kim, and I think all three of us were laughing out loud during it, which mm-hmm. is pretty rare.
1: Yeah. Um, Alan Tudyk, really, again, it is tropey. It is a TV trope. But Alan Tudyk really makes the have-you-seen-my-wife thing, <laughs> like, work, where she's, like, a stone-cold, like, like, she is a vault. She's a an impenetrable uh, a wall of a person, and they're, like, asking her about her marriage, and she's giving, like, monosyllabic answers, and then they cut to Wash, doing, like, my wife is so hot. Mm-hmm. She's so tough. She was like in a bunch of wars and stuff. And like he's just like it it is it is um it's tropey but he 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 makes it work. It's it's the same like I said um only Alan Tudyk and like one or two other people can deliver uh the the dialogue really convincingly cuz it is a little bit like it's a little silly and in the same way he like absolutely makes the dialogue here work it's a little silly and it's also like like
0: trending towards like creepy too like even Mm -hmm. acknowledging it's his wife but just like it is a little bit like oh my wife's so hot like it's but it's sincere like Mm -hmm. it's 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 a little silly he can deliver that because he's Alan Tudyk, but it's also <laughs> delivered from a very sincere like this is the last good wife guy that there's ever been mm-hmm. uh from that place and i and i
1: do appreciate that very much and he's a fictional wife guy so it's okay yeah. to stan him <laughs> yes <laughs> unlike real people who you should right. not idolize it's okay to idolize a fake not, wife guy we're not gonna find out in 10
0: years that he's actually been cheating on zoe with some alien yeah. Uh, yeah. because because the story's done Mm-hmm. Um yeah the, the 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 bushwhacked episode like though it was we will get to it totally all over the place i was very gripped um it felt very twisty and turny and i complain a lot about sometimes shows like set up the pins to knock them down without any real um consequence it just like is time filler but like the things that were set up, like it was narratively interesting. Um, to like uh, specifically talking about like, um, Kaylee going under the ship and cutting out the booby trap that the the Reavers had left behind. Like that was, you know, it was nothing. Like it didn't it 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 required little effort on the crew's part. Like that that was a pretty low uh, skill check that Kaylee had to pass in order to get that done. But like using that as like proving Mal right that it is Reavers and using that to like really um, emphasize Jane's fear of the Reavers and kind of like hiding that from the rest of the crew and Mal allowing them to go on their kind of like goodwill mission aboard this ship. Like it 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 had it didn't really have stakes, but it had narrative uh, follow through, which I really appreciated.
2: Great book episode too. Like mm-hmm. he's great in the interrogation scenes. We're getting hints at his past and motives a little bit.
3: Do you guys have any theories on the book? Not really. I mean,
0: it, I, I, I'm like, I think there is probably, and I again, Evan, like you said, this is as far as you've gotten. This is much further than I've gotten on Firefly it it feels like there's the most uh to scratch at with book but i feel like they're really slow dripping it and so like i'm kind of like i'm letting that drive me i'm i i'm not like thinking too hard about his mm. his background and stuff like that uh which is like credit to the show like i think everything else is compelling enough that i don't feel the need as much as some of the other like things with the river where it's like demanding you to like question what the hell is happening here like book is just kind of very much like a very strong character but also pretty low-key
1: yeah i wasn't getting like i have dark secrets vibes from him i was just getting that he was like an older well-traveled wise guy who's like been through a lot and seen and done a lot of things, and so he's, you know, really absorbing everything around him and taking it in stride and unfazed by it. I, but so, so like the the show the the show
2: or movie never does a big reveal or anything with book. Um, there are moments where he will like do or say or know something that is fascinating, though, and you're like, how does? He know that. Like, what does it mean that he can that he can do that thing, that activity, or what have you? And every so often, a character will be like, "Look, how do you know that?" And he'll just say something like, kind of jokey, like, "Well, I wasn't always in the Abbey," you know, something like that. And it's, you know, it's something that the fans have really tried to like puzzle together and piece together. Uh, there is a comic that gives his full Baxter, and I will never, ever read it. And I never want sure. to know what's yeah. in it because that is, in my opinion, not the point of book, but.
0: And it also like to, just to stay on book for a second, like it also, like we talk about with like Alan Tudyk and like, no one can deliver the lines like Alan Tudyk, like Ron glass oh. is clearly like driving so much of the like introspection, but also kind of like, curious mystery of the whole thing that maybe someone else wouldn't do and so like how much of this is like what the writers of the show know about book and how much of it is what ron glass knew about book and of course we we that is that is lost to to the ages at this point but um yeah that that to your point of like not wanting to read the comic and wanting that to stay a mystery. Like it is, that is a mystery. Like what the truth of that is, is a mystery forever. I feel like more than maybe some of the other characters. Yeah,
2: I would. While I have absolutely zero interest in reading whatever people put into that comic Mm -hmm. book. I would be interested if Ron glass had written a backstory or like had written notes down that I would be interested in reading uh, that I would feel would Provide some really interesting insight into his,
1: you know, performance and method with with bringing this character to life. Like that guy from Black Sails who, like, wrote yeah. uh, a whole, uh, like, fan- did, he, did he do a graphic novel or did he just do, like, a fan fiction? He,
2: he, he wrote a fan fiction and then hired a, a comic book artist to turn it into a comic book mm, Okay, and, like, provide art. One of the uh, actors did? yeah so the uh the crew of the ranger charles vane's ship uh if charles vane jack rackham and and bonnie the three actors would hang out after filming all day and uh drink pizza or eat pizza and drink (laughs) and drink rum and uh they would tell each other stories about their characters and each other Mm. so like the actor for Jack would be like, all right, well, I have a story about Charles and, and Anne. And uh, then, you know, the actor for, for Vane would be like, oh, well, I got a story about Anne. And then the actor for Anne would be like, well, I got one about Jack. And they would just, like, tell these stories about their characters and each other. And um, the actor who played Jack started, like, writing them down. And uh, he published the self-published the one about how Jack met Anne. And it's out there. You can you can Google it. You'll find it. It's good shit. It's mm-hmm. very nerdy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I the things that worked for me about Bushwhacked are just like the twist and turns like um, more on that later. But like it just it, I was uh, despite the shortcomings of the episode, I was like in it like I was I was like excited to get back from the excruciating long excruciatingly long hulu commercial breaks uh to to figure out what was happening there so i guess that is uh the the highest of praise that i can that i can bestow
3: i
2: i i do like the like very cowboy trope of like oh well the the new sheriff is here and he doesn't understand how things work out here on the edge of society so You know, we're kind of going to have to teach him a lesson and he won't like it, but he's going to have to let us go. Like it is. Mm -hmm. It is very
3: how this episode
2: ends is straight up out of, you know, a a Western movie. Yeah. Shindig is the most Star Trek that Firefly ever gets. Mm -hmm. This feels like an episode of the original series. It's very cheesy. It's very bizarre. (laughs) The idea of like okay, our main cat- our main characters are gonna have to go to a planet and attend a fancy party, and then they'll have to fight a duel like that
0: they is... they have to go to the fancy party planet and with the fancy party planet dresses
1: yep um, perhaps my favorite trope in anything is we must go to a ball, yeah, very um, good. it is like. I don't know that this is my favorite example of it, but it would be almost impossible for me not to like an episode of a show where the premise is, we must dress up and go to a ball. (laughs) We, the normal characters who are normally so relatable and do not walk in high society circles, must go... They did this in Dragon Age Inquisition, the they, video game. And they did it in Critical Role. Yeah, there's yeah. a whole there's a whole <laughs> uh segment of the video game Dragon Age Inquisition where you must you and your party of uh you know fighting adventurers must <laughs> get dressed up and go to a ball and do politics and do yeah do politicking at the ball also, which is which is also fun. That's a fun part of it. Um. So yeah, I I did I did like this episode. I agree with Andy. The uh we must do a sword duel is very silly, but in a fun way.
0: Mhm. Yeah, it 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 shows the like the show very much wants to juxtapose the the core worlds, I guess they call them with with the outer the outer rim. I know the outer rim is Star Wars, but like the rim planets, they call them. Um, And like that definitely feels like something that would happen there. Like we're rich people. We can do whatever we want to cosplay. Like, you know, the ruffians out further from our planet. We want to, you know, have our little uh, tete-a-tete and, uh, you know, we're going to do it with our, with our fancy boy flair, but it is, it is just like those, those poor folks out there doing their uh you know fights fights over these petty things um very uh not not quite the deadliest game but um yeah it, along those lines for sure i i
2: still remember the first time i saw <laughs> i still remember the first time i saw this episode and being so tickled at the reveal that this rare expensive cargo that mal has to convince this rich guy to let him smuggle illegally is a bunch of cows yeah Uh, that that like final shot of mal uh sitting in the cargo hole like legs over the the side of the railing and like all the cows are moving about
0: it's good it's fun
2: Kaylee treasuring her dress, sitting in her room, looking at it with the music playing is very cute. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I do Kay- like that Kaylee is um, like a, a a girly girl, um, in spite of being the mechanic. I feel like, you know, it's fun to have a, what's that character from uh, Atlantis, the like character who's like real tough and tomboyish and she's she'll she punch your arm and you'll fall over you know um that's fun it's got its place but i do appreciate that um kaylee is like all flowers and rainbows and sunshine all the time she wants a frilly dress she wants to wear pink she wants to have her hair uh combed by the the fancy lady who lives with them and also, um, she she's the best at engines. She's so fucking good yeah. at engines. She's she can engine with the best of them. Masculinity and
0: machine and knowing how to machines is not like mutually exclusive. Like like mm-hmm. the- these two things can can you know exist apart from each other.
1: Yeah, I do feel like Joss Whedon is limited in a lot of ways by, uh, you know. His worldview and the time and place that he mm-hmm. exists in, but uh, that's that's just a nice little little thing he did that I feel like uh, isn't isn't as constrained as some of his other choices. You can understand why
2: he had the like woke liberal reputation he did for a very long sure. time. Mm-hmm. When you go back and you watch Firefly and Angel, uh, it it. Probably also turns out that a lot of that was because of the other people he surrounded himself with, and the the shit that is in those shows is because of him. But you, they were ahead of their time in lots of ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, whoever wrote that, great job. Like, yep. you know, it, it, it's it's it that is what it is. Um, and it's also cool that like, I feel like you could do that thing. And then it could be a situation where like, well, she is a girly girl, but she kind of has to hide it and is kind of ashamed of it. Or she's a girly girl, but she like really likes machines and she kind of hides that. And it's just like like she is sitting there in this frilly ass dress and like holding the attention of a bunch of, of people at this party just talking about how cool engines are and how cool ships are and like. Th- these are both parts of her identity, and she wears them both like incredibly proudly, and and that's cool. She
2: hides nothing. Uh, yeah, I love Kaylee very much.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, I like that she gets to be horny. This yeah. isn't; these episodes aren't the uh, uh, only example of that, but uh, she she's horny all the time, mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. like in a weird, gross, masculine way. Uh, because I feel like horniness in our current time and place in society is associated with masculinity, but she's like, I don't know. She's got a unique horniness about her. We got uh, River
3: starting.
0: Yeah. What's up with River?
3: We, We got River starting to contribute here. A little bit. She
2: contributes a little bit.
0: I was deeply confused by what was happening, but I enjoyed it. I liked it. I understood like why she was doing it, but it was also like it was not something that they like ended up paying off later or like explained leading into it. And it was just like, okay, okay. That's I great. That was fun. I didn't, I'm here for it.
3: Yeah. River can do some weird
2: stuff. Uh, this is the first hint that river can do some weird stuff. Uh, as of right now, it seems that that is limited to weird Irish imp- impressions. But I feel like no, it's, it's just Cockney. 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 Yeah. Is Cockney.
0: Mark Shepard impressions. Sure. These these episodes pretty good. Can we talk about what we didn't like as much?
2: Um. Is there anything else I want to say that I liked? I don't know. Shindig uh, was good. Shindig was. Uh, so, yeah, it Shind-
0: followed Shind- the trope, like like we talked about last time, how like train job did not follow the train heist trope and that was kind of a, a shortcoming of it. Shindig pretty straight down the line, followed it followed it to a T.
2: Yeah, I think the the last uh good thing I want to say about train or not train with Shindig is just it's really funny. Like it's just a fun silly episode. It doesn't take itself too seriously. The gang all back on the ship trying to like plan their escape but they don't have mal yeah you know and so like they just can't come up with a good idea to get out of there really fun stuff uh, good, it also good episode
0: it also gives inara a lot of like stuff to play with and like really showcases inara's agency mm-hmm. um in a way that like i think is essential if you're gonna have a character who's a sex worker to really either emphasize like why they're doing it or emphasize like this is what i'm doing i like doing this and this is like i i get to choose what happens and what does not happen um in a way that like other shows might kind of couch that a little bit
2: people constantly complain about star wars or star trek feeling too small because they keep returning to certain characters or time periods or places I like that Firefly feels small. I like that they have to go back to Persephone mm-hmm. for work, and that's a problem because people don't fucking like them there. Like, mm-hmm. I I think that's really cool. It you you get this sense that like they really are on the run and like struggling right. to like get gas in their fuel tank. It's not. Uh, it's not a, it's not a, a question of like of these if
0: the. It's not a question of if the crew is going to get held up by Badger and his goons. It's a question of when it's just like, w- at what point are we going to run into Badger? And are they going to, like, shake us down? Um, it's just part of part of the doing business on Persephone. Um, and that, like, feels like that's a family kind of thing. It, just like that's the their weird cousin that they know that they're going to bump into and like, OK, fine, let's do this so we can like move on with the rest of our day.
1: What didn't y'all like? I <clears throat> I think I remarked on this last time. I don't know how deep I got into it, but I feel like with Inara and with uh, the way sex workers are in society in this universe, I feel like Joss Whedon had the idea in his head. What if the sex workers were the most respected job in society wouldn't that be like topsy turvy i'm so good at world building and then he failed to build a world around that idea that makes it feel plausible if that makes sense mm-hmm. it's like it's like in bright where they just put fantasy races in modern times and like Changed every aspect of human history. And then, like, the Alamo still happened. Like, wait, would that have still... Like, what? Uh, uh, and then, like, Lindsay Ellis pointed it out. Like, there are still Crips in this universe. Like, it's... Were there... Did the Black Panther Party exist in, mm-hmm. in the Bright... You know, so, what I'm saying is, like, on paper sex workers are like the most respected job and sex workers are like they make a lot of money and they have a lot of social cachet um on paper and yet everybody's still super sexist and everybody right. like duels for the affection uh, well duels for the honor of a woman still exist and like the religious establishment is still like anti sex worker like this just yeah. doesn't feel like a universe in which what Joss Whedon claims is the case would be the case and he just kind in- of slapped that feature on and then didn't think to rewrite everybody else's perspective you know that's that's the thing where
0: it's like you can say like this is the world and like yes you can't go to a planet without having a a companion on board and like establish that as like a world thing But if the people that are working in there still have the perception that it is not that degree of like um, social status, then it's it's like it's not. That, that is what creates the perspective of the world is what people think. And like, it, yeah. it just, it, he, he like just undercuts himself. Like it's, it's yeah. Joss it's... Whedon,
1: Joss Whedon is still writing dialogue from his own perspective, where he lives right. in a world where sex workers are not respected and are not held in high esteem by society. So these things are, these things do not make sense together. Like it, I and don't there's... buy that Inara is respected by society. And has a lot of power in most cases because Mal still talks to her like the he, Mal still like says sexist shit to her. Um, uh, the Reverend like still doesn't like like he he looks down his nose at her, you know, even though he's a good guy. Like the the her client is still sexist to her. Even though in theory she has all of the power in this relationship, it just doesn't it doesn't fit together. And
0: everyone is still trying like she talks about how like people want to take her away from all this. And it's like that's not the thing that you say to someone who has like a well regarded career and life. Like that. Would you go to a
1: senator? Would you go to a right. senator and be like, I'm gonna take you away from all this right. so you never have I mean, to work you again. You, know? you honestly <laughs> should. There's a lot of senators who you should take away from all this. Yeah, but um, if somebody if somebody's a senator, they worked right. real fucking hard to, to get there. You know what I mean? Right. Like uh, yeah. like everybody wants to well, not everybody, but a lot of people want to be a senator. There's also a world in which like Joss
0: Whedon could create the companion job and like say which like I, I I very much feel like is is kind of in the subtext, like sex is a part of it, but also it's just companionship. And like uh, it, like it, you could really take the not to like take the sex work out of it, but to create this world where like, oh, yeah. And of course they would they would have sex too to, to make this such like a sex neutral kind of thing. And like just create this world where yeah, like companions are important and also they have sex and that is not a remarkable thing about their job, but he also can't help, but like zoom in on like sex scenes that she's involved in because that's hot. It's, it's and, like, that's, that's alluring and stuff like that. That is the part of the job that the camera focuses on the most, despite the idea of the job being like, yeah, it's a part of it, but like there's, there's more to it.
2: You guys are going to have a lot of opinions on the episode where they have to defend a brothel. Oh, good. And it's full of whores, not companions, because there's a
3: difference.
0: Oh, God.
2: Yeah. Cool. I, cool. It's,
0: it's, yeah, It it <coughs> really, it is really like wanting to have your cake and eat it, too, of like, mm-hmm. no, I'm, I'm above all this, but also... Here is her taking a sponge bath after a sexual encounter. Like, it's it's just it's it's a bit. It's it's I, I wanna say it's cheap, but it's like it's 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 right there. You could you could do better, but you didn't. So
2: can I point out a really nitpicky thing that bugged me? Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, oh, I'm gonna point do. out some real That's nitpicky. That's my whole things, brand. So keep, keep I love picking. So-, so I have watched Bushwhacked so many times. I've watched all of these episodes so many times. This time, I realized something that really bugged me.
0: I really hope it's what I'm going to say, but keep going. So,
2: they enter the ship. They cannot figure out what happened to the crew. They saw the dead body floating in space, and then they saw no signs of violence, no signs of struggle, uh, food left out, half-eaten, Uh, computers, like, Open to like miscellaneous web pages,
3: you know, like people clearly left in a hurry. Mm-hmm. Did the reavers put everything back? Did the reavers like murder, rape, and remove people's
2: skin and hang them up into a flesh tree, and then like, like? Get get uh fucking bleach everything down and put all the food back half eaten. <laughs> like, yeah. Like what? What? Hap- what? What happened there? Yeah. I yeah. don't understand. Never There's... noticed it before because like the reveal is so spooky, you right. know, like, yes. like yes. it's so spooky. Your brain doesn't like notice it. But right. My brain noticed it this
1: time, and I was just like, "Oh, that doesn't make any sense." Yeah, was not so... actually the mo. Like the mo wasn't that they were vaporized; they were fucking brutalized and murdered, and they were bleeding all over the it was yeah. corpse tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's very. I didn't notice that,
0: but you're extremely right. It it is like for me, it was less that like my brain didn't notice it, and more that like I was forgiving the show for like these kind yeah. of things. Like there's there's also like like I just felt like every plot twist not plot twist but every like plot point every like we're moving on to the next thing now was very contrived like the uh-huh. fact that like I, they they wanted to do a full circle thing with um mal explaining how somebody becomes a reaver of like going out to the the end of space and being with all that nothing and then that's what you become you become nothing and and w- what fills that space And like then like this guy saw people get raped and murdered. And so he also uh, saw these terrible things. And it's like and that made him want to become a re like a reaver. I don't like you really have to walk me there the whole way because that's not like the obvious conclusion. I like I was uh, here comes uh, Ronnie's rewrite corner. But like. I thought it would have been way more interesting if this was like he was talking about how they were so weak and you know I, it felt like this was a reaver that got left behind. That would have mm-hmm. been like interesting of like he's like the runt of the litter of the reavers. And so they just like left him behind with all of their their scraps. And then, oh, he's in our cargo bay now and he's still a reaver. And like that would have been interesting. I don't. I'm not into like he saw the darkness of humanity and decided he had to become it. There's no other option here. Um, I just felt like that was v- very contrived, and yeah. also, also if we're if we're nitpicking, um, Simon and River are hanging on the outside of the ship when a, this huge like alliance uh gargantuan like space station is right above them. And based on the first episode where they're in the like salvage scrap thing, we know they can scan for heat signatures. We know they can do that. There's uh, you could you could say like, oh, there's some residual heat. And so they wouldn't be able to tell for sure. they, they there is no way that they didn't see
1: them hanging out there. But it was a fun little set piece. I didn't, like... I didn't even remember that heat signatures thing and I still found it implausible that they would just chill yes. on the outside of the ship right. and nobody would spot them. Right. Like, I you know, think it's an, like... um, it's an homage to
2: Empire Strikes Back with the Falcon.
0: Sure, but that was the, good. The, and this the, is <laughs> different. The alliance
2: is just too proud and too cocky. You know?
0: But that would be like if... If they were like, "Hey, we know that there's a Falcon somewhere glued to the underside of this ship. We just can't find it. We can't. We can't see it anywhere." That yeah, they
1: they could have been a little cleverer about it. They could have had them hide in one of the like. There's got to be some landing gear on there, right? You know, hide in a compartment or like even in the the, like the exhaust ports or something like that. I don't know.
0: But also, like this is like the the Reaver thing. Like I wanted that to be different this like this is the thing where i'm like i forgive it like it's it's Mm -hmm. it's it's a fun like they're hanging off the side of the ship they're like you know they establish that simon is very afraid of space in this way and like it's fun that river like is like enamored by it because this is really the first time we see her like light up um you know post her coming out of her cage and doing just fine um it it was like a fun moment and then like the moment where they almost find them when they come back on the ship. Like that's like w- was was good, Um, but yeah, it was just th- th- this one had like it asked me to forgive a little too much, and I was I was there most of the way, but not not there the whole time.
2: I think my only complaint about Shindig, really, other than the the stuff Evan brought up, is uh, the sword fight choreography could have been better, yeah. and like. I get that Mal doesn't know how to use the sword. He's not comfortable with it. But like, I didn't fully buy that. Like Atherton is this master fencer, you
0: know? um, I I did notice that in the beginning of, I guess it's uh, Shindig when Inara is at the bar with them. Oddly enough, they do specifically bring up that the people they're stealing from are slavers. And it's like they really want to separate the idea of confederacy from the independence as Mm. much as they can. And like, I
2: didn't think about that.
0: We, uh, we will steal from these slavers because we would never do anything like that as independence against the Alliance. And like, we are a, a allegory for the confederacy, but not a direct metaphor. And like, it's, it's, The fact that, like, I thought it was going to be an episode about slavery. And I was like, all right, let's confront this. Let's get into it. Let's dig in. And then it was just like an aside of just like, oh, by the way, no, 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 no. We realized what we did here. And now four episodes later, we're going to address it kind of, but not really. And maybe that's even giving them too much credit. Maybe this is like always planned as like a, yeah, this will this will appease them. This will make this will get, you know, get the idea out of their head. They don't like slaves and slave. Well, they they don't like slavers. Um, So they must not be the bad guys here. Um, Yeah, that was just one part where I was like, I just I d- address it. Dig in here. F- tell me something about this. What are you trying to say here? And that was not that. But that was that was just my one extra little piece there.
1: I hate River. Don't care about her. Um, this is one of those things where because I know that she's only there because of like Joss Whedon's weird fetish, I can kind of ignore her.
0: I was gonna say that feels like that's probably a common take to have. No. It, no. People, people love people River? Love River.
2: Wow. People interesting. Love River. To be fair to you guys, she only just started becoming like a human character in episode four. So yeah. From here on out, she is going to be, like, more of a character, and, like...
3: I'm looking forward to that.
2: You guys haven't truly met River yet. That's Uh, fair. She does kind of bounce back and forth between, like, episodes of River's really struggling this time versus River is extremely capable this time. So, like, Mm -hmm. there is going to be some, like, up and downs with that, but... um. Yeah, I feel like y- y- you really don't get to meet River until Shinde. And it's just kind of like, what the fuck was that about?
0: I very much want to meet River more because at this point, as I just talked about in our as like agency. River feels like the polar opposite where everything is not not even in like the very physical sense of like how she is dependent on on Simon, but in the sense that like everything is either a feature of her genius or a bug of the alliance's control of her like i i i i don't see her as having any agency over her life or her decisions or anything at this point and hoping to be disabused of that um i also i i'm this is probably a conversation we should have later on i'm interested to like learn more about the summer glow of it all um and and, like, at what point she began disliking this role and this uh show and and you know
3: where that all fits in but um
0: i I know you like the cattle, Andy, but we have had to 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 get a little bit more on the nitpick wagon. Um, we have had, uh, both Wash and Kaylee complain about how they do not have the correct, like, gear to make this ship fly, and they really have to, like, duct tape it together. There is no way that this ship, with that many large, large, uh, cloven-hooved animals, is just, like, cruising on to wherever it's going. They are burning fuel like it is firewood. It It, it is, it is going down after this that's a lot of cargo and it's big and it's heavy funny funny little uh little aside in line there but i was i was i was unsure that serenity could handle this
2: it's fine they got a (laughs) they got a they got a (laughs) setting for it you know the, the, the cattle switch and right it pulls power from somewhere else
0: right you feel like they would just do that all the time but. Um,
3: I. This
2: is an unrelated note, but I love that they don't have guns. Yeah, I mean, Mount has a gun, but no, like the ship.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like, and that is yeah, that is. Um, I I have been putting together a campaign in a game called Scum and Villainy, which is a Blaze in the Dark space opera esque Star Wars, Star Trek, Firefly esque Guardians of the Galaxy esque. And like one of the things that it talks about in the game is like there's that you like. If you have like a ship with guns on it, that is akin to just like having like a gun on your hip and like that people are going to look at you as scans. And so like having guns on your ship is kind of at least in this game that takes from Firefly is like illegal or like very much discouraged. And it's like, yeah, that that would be weird if for a ship to
1: just have like cannons on it it makes sense because you don't have guns on your car you know you don't have a tank down the street Mm -hmm. if you're just going about your business and even like for
0: cargo like it would be wild if there was a big 16 wheeler that just had like a howitzer on the side of it
1: brink's trucks even don't have guns mounted on them you know right um yeah that is
0: that there is some charm there we are very used to the star Wars of it all where everything is kitted out with a turret. Yeah. Um, But, but yeah, in a very, I I, I have not watched any star Trek. It would strike me as odd if they had big uh, cannons on their ships. Um,
2: They do because it's the Federation
3: is like a peacekeeping exploratory. Network.
0: organization. police state.
2: It depends on who you ask. Uh, sure. it, if you ask our friend uh, Alex Flanagan, uh, Alex will be like, "Fuck the Federation! Like <laughs> they're fascists." <laughs> uh, I I I might not go so far as as to as to that the Federation is flawed though, yeah. and uh, they they sure do be having uh, big old guns on their okay. on their UN
0: Peace Corps sure. space vessels. I have never Uh, disagreed with Alex Flanagan yet, and I'm not going to start today, so sorry, Andy. I I Um, will say
2: Alex is right that Deep Space Nine is the best Star Trek. Um, And it is also the most critical of the Federation. The Marquis didn't do anything wrong. That's really, like, at the end of the day, the Marquis didn't do
3: anything wrong. I stand by um, that. Chakotay for president. What else didn't work? I don't think I got anything else.
0: Yeah, these are good episodes, I think. I know that you said you didn't like Bushwhacked very much, but like I said, the things that I didn't like I was mostly able to forgive, so
1: the the body tree in Hannibal was better. Well, sure.
0: Who That's wore it? Brian, yeah. Brian Fuller, an, Fuller gets an it.
1: absolute little freak though, and he had a much bigger budget. <laughs> Brian Fuller is a maniac.
0: <laughs> if we're comparing the complete psychosis of Brian Fuller and Joss Whedon uh take it away brian fuller you've won you you have the the cooler body tree of desiccated corpses anything else just about firefly in general now that we've digested evan this is as far as you've gotten before this is further than i've gotten evan andy clearly you are like waiting on bated breath for what's coming next like what's the what's the vibe what's the feel um, I, I am, I am surprised by how much I am enjoying it.
1: My thoughts are almost exactly what I expected they would be, which is, it's fine. Mm. Like, it's a, per- it's an all right show. It only, like, this is my, uh, bur 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 episode four. Episode, is this episode, are we on episode four or are we on
3: three and four? This is my episode four hot controversial
1: take fireflies fine and people got attached to it because it only got one season and they were able to fill in everything they didn't see with the best possible version of itself in their imaginations um that's not a dunk uh that's that's a cool thing that people do um but the, the version of Firefly that lives in people's heads is, is better than the regular Firefly. The regular Firefly is perfectly fine and has some interesting ideas in it.
0: I think it's perfectly fair to say. I don't feel like that's, like, controversial. I mean, well, and it might be incredibly controversial, but I feel like with most things like this, things that have, like, aged... A couple of decades you could say that same thing like the people who enjoy it have some ideas about it that like endear it to them ronnie if i
1: said this to somebody in 2008 i'd have been stabbed to death
0: for sure yeah (laughs) if i said this out loud
1: (laughs) if i said this out loud at like a comic con in like 2008 i'd have been um i'd have been mobbed my corpse would be unrecognizable Right, people.
0: People attach like regardless of whether it it didn't get like the the ending it deserved, or whether it's not like the it didn't get like a second season or whatever it is. Like people just attach a lot to it, and I think that is incredibly fair to say that like whatever you decided it was in your head was better. I I I, I up until I, I I think that not to uh, to invoke the name. But I think that that very much can be said for Harry Potter. And that certainly got lots of of, you know, screen time and book time and movie and and everything time like that story was told and told and told again. And yeah, it's not very good. But the people who it's important to and it was special have hung a lot on it that just simply is not in the text. And also maybe they're transphobic but like... i it,
2: if i were to go back and read those books i would be shocked at stuff that yep. is in the a very potter musical is not in them <laughs> and that's because the very potter musical is significantly better than those books fucking were mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i loved uh i loved those very much and uh but you'd like your brain is just like, oh yeah, it's all Harry Potter. So it's all right. from J.K. Rowling when it's like, actually the shit you like is from
0: fucking people who weren't
2: her and from fan fiction writers and right. people doing weird shit with puppets and whatnot. And,
0: and I think much of, of Firefly, and granted I have not finished Firefly and I am not really like in this world or this culture, but I think a lot of Firefly stems from the fact that the people, most of the people who were in this really enjoyed it and have like made it their bag to like tour cons and like be the firefly gang and like Mm -hmm. they have carried that torch and made it very extra special for a lot of people and like have imprinted their own personalities into this world that like yeah i mean jewel state is a fully formed human being and also played kaylee and in some ways kaylee is inseparable from jewel state because we didn't learn much about Kaylee in the short time that we had her versus what we know about Jewel State. And so like that that is gonna keep going back and forth and until you just like associate great people with a show that was like you said, Evan, just fine.
2: The the next two episodes we have on our docket are like okay uh, they were never ones that like when I would rewatch it that I'd like get excited about you know those were the episodes I'd put on when I'm folding laundry kind of situation uh and then after them, it's like banger after Banger after banger, so uh once we get through these next two, we're gonna start coming to episodes where I'm like, this is one of my favorites, and I'm gonna be saying that a lot. Uh, is the protect the, the brothel half.
0: episode one that is okay?
2: Uh that is uh Heart of Gold and in a lot of episode guides it's like been removed. So I don't know what mm. is going on there. Um, I hate
0: that it's called Heart of Gold. Yeah. That is so gross. Yeah. Ugh. Um so yeah, let's uh let's let's watch more Firefly and uh get back <laughs> into that ship with all the cows and all the all the all the cow shit Woo-hoo, cows um, you can uh follow, I don't know, but we we are recording these a couple of weeks in advance. I don't know if Twitter's going to literally exist by the time that uh we get up to to releasing these, but you can still give a follow to uh
1: Penny Pod on Twitter, go outside and shout. I love ending pending. Yeah. Into the sky and we will receive your energy sword.
0: Start a local podcast club as if it was a book club and say, have you heard about this ending pending? They're covering a show called Firefly. Have you heard of that? Happy Where They May May. Yeah. Oh it is where they Well it is definitely well. This is definitely (laughs) coming out in Where (laughs) they may. -may. What is time? (laughs) What What is time? (laughs) i think this is probably the very beginning of where they may may so yes welcome yeah. where they may, may i am i here's a called shot to make sure that i do it there is so much bonus content happening right now on where they may may where they at the patreon at wtm radio um uh lots of stuff i have posted a couple of uh swifty tilting planets here we are planning streams um evan's gonna make uh leather goods for all of our of our subscribers um uh i am evan evan i need you i need you to know yeah, that no, i was gay. Um, i know uh what if
1: i fall into my bed and i never came out what about that about that's good I content
0: that? that's yeah, we'll, that was, have, that we'll have a content. live stream of evan hiding under the bed uh, uh, of me with
2: a broomstick and a squirt bottle, trying to get evan to come out from under the bed yeah,
0: that's good that's that's good content that's where they may may right there uh, thank you to everyone who is a subscriber to where they may radio. And thank you to everyone who will be a subscriber someday, which I'm going to say is everybody within the sound of my voice. Uh, we'll get you someday. Um, once again, that's patreon.com slash WTM radio or go to where they for links to our merch and to our other shows on the network.
2: If you have listened to all 200 episodes of vending pending and have not joined the Patreon by now, uh, you are literally stealing food out of the mouths of my cats.
0: It's oh, tax evasion at this point, honestly. Yeah, that's how they got Capone. Yeah, that um, is how they got Capone. It is. You're fucking right. And then he got syphilis. Do you want syphilis? I think he kind of had syphilis. Did he have syphilis the, the whole, whole time? time. <gasps> yeah he 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 was
2: just too embarrassed to have it treated, so it started oh, rotting his brain. Gotcha. Um, I don't know how syphilis yeah. works.
0: Um, there's a
2: dra- There's a dra- There's a great uh, drunk
1: history episode.
0: Without the bone. Very good. Always Very the funny. best. Always the best.
1: Um, good news, honey. Yeah, pay- you don't need to know how syphilis works because we can cure that now. That's
0: good. They could cure That's it back good. then. They would
2: just
1: boil some uh, some silver and then dribble it onto the head of your dick. What?
2: They would boil oh. silver. They would heat up silver. They'd melt it down and they would like dribble the liquid. Uh, are you talking?
1: Are you talking about mercury?
2: Sure, that metal. <laughs>
1: They just Silver
0: encase
2: your penis. At... Mercury is a lesbian, though. I don't think she wants to be dribbled onto people's dicks.
1: Oh. Or it melts at like fifteen hundred degrees. Your dick would just fall right off. Yeah, but they put mercury in people's. Yeah. dicks. Talk and about and
0: gender Alza... affirming care. Al Capone
2: didn't want to get uh the the lesbian X Men dribbled onto her dick onto his dick. Maybe it was her dick. I don't know. We're get, we're getting lost. In we the are way here.
0: in the weeds. Patreon.com slash WTM Radio. <laughs> Uh, check out force friends rewatch check out uh fan fiction is good actually check out good neighbors good neighbors is is really holding this network afloat right now we could not be happier for them um i say right now as in uh april 18th but uh pretty soon it's gonna be an all hands on deck situation yep and that is all for you our listeners and our sc- subscribers and our future subscribers and our we'll get you someday subscribers um anything else we, we need to, to 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 talk about?
1: I was wrong. Silver melts at 1700 degrees. I was 200 degrees That's off. real hot.
0: Yeah. It, was I was right is
1: is Mercury the lesbian from X-Men? I don't I don't know. I didn't okay. look that up. Okay. The melting point of silver was more important to mm-hmm. me yeah. personally. <laughs> that's <laughs> the sort of person I am. Pretty sure How do Mercury
2: we, is a lesbian.
0: Uh always google if Mercury is the lesbian and that's and that's our new that's our new ending.
3: I think our new ending is still we're
2: never
0: doing Firefly. I like that. Yeah, we're never doing it. I mean, once we're done it, we are in fact never doing <laughs> never it. Never doing it again.
1: Mm-hmm. We can go right back to that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, unless it's uh, unless it, unless unless it comes back, unless unless this monkey unless paw that season
1: two happens.
0: Honestly, this honestly, this
1: finger goes down one one little bit. That is exactly the sort of thing that a modern streaming service would do for, oh yeah, um, like for for the virality of it all, you know. Look at Nobody... YouTube, yeah. Sci-fi's yeah. got like their
0: own streaming platform. They'll 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 probably. I mean, I don't know that they have the money to get any of these actors now, but. I'm surprised recast.
2: they haven't tried to redo it with a new cast. I mm-hmm.
0: was going to say just recast everybody. Same actor, same same characters, just recast everyone. Um, and just just, you know, just say fuck it. Um let's make it. Let's let's do a fan film. I'm sure there's a million of those. Um We're never doing Firefly. Woo! where they may radio